You know, if I wanted some real authority, I wouldn't have named this podcast Amen Brother Ben. I would, what about Amen Prophet Ben? Oh, yeah, or Amen Apostle Ben. That sounds real good. In fact, that can be kind of confusing, all the different titles. And what does that mean? What what type of power, what type of miracles, what type of things are still available to us today as Christians versus those biblical times? That's what we're going to talk about some more today on episode 167. I almost hit that little thing live, the little where the music drops, and I said 167. I'm not redoing it. Sorry. We'll do it live. We'll do the whole thing live. Thank you for listening. AmenBen.com, as always, if you need anything from me. Th- so thankful for those of you that uh, day in, day out, week in, week out, are uh, seeking to hear from God and and are encouraged by the podcast. That It just warms my soul, swarms my soup uh, to know that uh, you're getting something out of this. That's why, why I'm here. So I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and so we've been talking this week. We talked yesterday about miracles. Do you believe in miracles? I do, and so does the Bible. But it can get kind of weird, right? Because there's always that one, you know, the preacher that like gets all up in your face and he don't know you and, and he starts trying to tell you about your life and what you need to do and is he puts some type of weird lotion oil and says, let me, let me touch your forehead. And you're like, what's going on? Stranger danger. I don't like it. It's too many times. Unfortunately, things have been abused. The spiritual gifts that God gave his church, which there are all sorts of different gifts, but among them are ones that can get kind of uncomfortable depending on how you grew up and what denomination of church you're a part of. Or if you've even, especially those of you that have no church experience, and then you roll up in a church where they're speaking in this weird language, they're speaking in tongues, they're shana sudoku. Right, and you're like, what is it? What? Or when they're um, they're flopping all around, getting slain in the spirit, healing each other. Um, it can get kind of weird to the uninitiated. By the way, that is partly what, at some point in the New Testament, Paul. I can't. I should have pulled this up. I just thought about that. At one point, where Paul's like, you got to get your order of service right, man, and you can't just be rolling up into church falling all over the place, speaking in tongues, and no one knows what's going on. Like, I'll go back and find that verse reference. But he's like, you got to, because the person that's coming in off the street is going to think y'all are bonkers. It's going to think y'all are drunk. Think y'all ain't right in your, in your head. And that still happens to this day. Um, but there are some, uh, some thoughts and some biblical uh, instructions that we can take about, for instance, the gift of prophecy, which I know you, you hear that word and you maybe you're thinking of a crystal ball and they're like, I see into your future. And that's only half the story, really. Um, prophecy, it literally means to speak forth the word of God. It means to communicate for God. And so in the Old Testament, sometimes that meant that this was a, a communication that you've never heard before. And there was a prophet that was telling you what you what what God was saying through them, and it was a, a miraculous thing. By the way, you didn't just sign up and say, okay, I want to be a prophet, right? God had to stricken you. He had to get a hold of you. And by the way, if they found out that you were BSing, you died. 
They didn't play around with that. They're like, don't you be saying this is thus saith the Lord and then it be your own stupid opinion. So they didn't play around with that. But to, to prophecy means to speak forth the word of God. And there's really two different ways you do that. And they kind of sound very similar, but it's foretelling versus forth telling. Right. Foretelling like you're telling the future. Like there would be like, if you don't do this, God is, you know, Israel had prophets to say, if you don't get right, God is going to come and do this. He's going to punish you. He's going to wipe the land. He's going to take over and you're going to be in exile. There's that type of foretelling or foretelling like, you know, there will be uh, the Messiah will come, you know, born of a virgin, et cetera, et cetera. Those type of foretelling prophecies. But then there's also just foretelling where you're just saying what the word of God says. Uh, and the, really that was the main goal of the prophets was to tell you what God was trying to communicate with you. And while things have changed and we're under this new covenant of grace and not this law that the old Testament people of God came up in, uh, prophecy is still a thing. I co quoted in my sermon last week, first Thessalonians five, where it says, don't scoff or don't despise prophecies, but test everything that's said, hold on to what's good, avoid the bad basically. Right. Um, but then you also find out, uh, you know, God says, but what the one who prophecies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. A person, this is, uh, Paul in first Corinthians. Uh, he says a person who speaks in tongues, for instance, is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. And later on in first Corinthians 14, he kind of tells them, how to do that in a church setting. He said, let two or three people prophesy or prophecy and let the others evaluate what is said. Right? So he's saying, Hey, let's do this in an orderly fashion. He talks a little bit more about, Hey, let a couple do that. And if someone's hearing from the God, let hearing from God, let them speak. But, but this prophecy that we're talking about, it's obviously still a thing. So it's not just reading your Bible. It's interpreting what God is trying to communicate to a group of people, but all prophecy, no matter what, it's subject to the boundaries of scripture, right? This is not adding to the Bible. Deuteronomy 4 says, don't add a word to what God commands you. Um, same thing in Revelation it says, if anybody adds to this prophecy, let him be cursed. So no matter what God is, you think God is telling you, it's never on par with scripture. Don't you think that God is going to uh, outdo what he says and contradict what the word of God says? So whatever you feel like um, is being prophesied, whether that be something that maybe you are doing, whether you have a, the gift of prophecy or someone is prophesying in your church, um, all that really is, is the Holy Spirit speaking to a person, helping us understand and apply the word of God. And that type of prophecy is, is absolutely essential and needed in the church, right? But also realize there's, there's room for error because we are fallible people. And so this, this is not, I've seen this abused too many times where a preacher says, well, God told me you need to uh, give me $15,000 this Sunday. Go ahead and, and empty your bank accounts. Like, nope, that's that's not how God works because God the, the gift of prophecy is meant to edify and to bring everybody closer to God. So you gotta be very, very, very careful when you tell someone, Oh, God told me X, Y, and Z. Right? Because you could certainly be getting it wrong, especially if God has not given you any authority in their lives. I I would think that that um 
it's more than likely God is going to give you uh, a prophetic word for your family, if you're leading your family or a friendship or a relationship, not just some random dude on the street. That's the type of things that it gets weird and it gets, cause, cause there's been plenty of people that have said, God told me this about you. And I'm like, well, you must not know me very well because that has nothing to do with my life. But God said, yeah, see, that's where it gets a little hairy and you have to be very careful. Do not abuse this gift of prophecy where God through the Holy Spirit may, may give us glimpses, but we don't use that to make a YouTube channel so we can tell you when the end of the world is. What we do is, is we use it to build up the believers in a body of Christ in a church setting so that they can know God and understand him better.